FCC states that radio stations must verbally identify themselves every hour. So, here we go. You are listening to the Winefellers on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. 104.7 is Wine Time with Mark and Joe on WHUPLP, Hillsboro. Is it Monday? Is it 5 p.m.? Are you within a six-mile radius of the Hillsboro Water Tanks Transmission Tower? Then listen to the Winefellers on WHUPLP, Hillsboro. Welcome to this week's episode of The Winefellers, right here on WHUPLP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. I'm Joe, co-founder of TrueBottle.com, your professional source for wine auction prices, and my good feller Mark here, fine wine auction director with Leland Little Auctions. And together, we are the Mark, it's Monday, March 28th, and on this week's episode of The Winefellers, our new Crazy Kids Corner, Mark. And then we will hold a very special wine tasting event. But first, this week's news. Welcome to North Carolina's only fine wine newscast, where your good wine fellers, Mark and Joe, discuss real wine stories from this week's news, offering you an insider's view into the fascinating and often hilarious world of fine wine, right here on WA. This week on the Winefellers News. Have you ever thought what it would be like to have your own personal mixologist? <laughs> well, just ask Justin Timberlake. And remember, way back when we said that having arsenic in your wine is bad, well now it's good. And are you tired of constantly having to choose between eating ice cream and drinking wine? Well now you can do both at the same time. That and more on the news, Mark. Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm doing great. This is a very exciting show. This might be our best show yet. Wow, those, that's a, quite a claim, Mark. Well, 
uh, first of all, we have a new segment, the Crazy Kids Corner. Crazy Kids Corner. Crazy Kids Corner. I think we are going to be the only wine show in the United States to have a children's segment. I don't know why anyone's thought of this first. You know, when I think of uh, wine and kids, it just naturally they go together. Well, that's what I thought. But why? it seems strange that no one else has done this. But we will have the world's first Crazy Kids Corner segment on the Winefellers. You know that you know what the the connection is, Mark. What's that? Well, it's uh, there's a we've had stories about uh, this. Oh. All right, <laughs> where right if when you have a kid and uh, you send them off to school, mm-hmm. you they you can buy the personalized bottles with your kid's face on them. Oh, that's right. That you give the that. teacher mm-hmm. and sorry, our kid might be the reason you drink so much. Don't you want his face on a bottle? Right, that was that was our first wine story about kids, and so, uh, but we plan to do this uh, quite frequently. And uh, it uh, for those of you confu- are confused about what we're going to do, just stay tuned. It all makes sense. But later, yeah. after that, we are going to have possibly our best wine pairing ever. Wine oh my gosh, event I'm so ever. excited! I see the stuff laid out. I don't want to, you know, really break the secret yet okay, to we'll our break listeners. The but it, it's absolutely something you're going to want to stay uh, in uh, in tune here for. I think so. So let's start off with this week's news. Give it to me, Mark. All right, our first news story. Justin Timberlake's latest business venture is digging up the taste of Mexico's famed spirit, tequila. Oh, yeah. That's very good. Mr. Timberlake has teamed up with Beam Incorporated and co-branded a premium priced tequila called Sosa 901. Wow. Mm -hmm. 901. Uh, Mr. Timberlake said, quote, I'm a big tequila fan. (laughs) Wow. Uh-huh. Wow, the, just <laughs> the authority and the, the wisdom behind that statement. That's right. Timber, uh, Justin Timberlake also has a perso- personal mixologist <laughs> named Eddie Buckingham. Timberlake's mixologist basically comes up with all the fancy drinks and cocktail recipes for Timberlake's personal parties. This is a real thing? Uh-huh. Again, real news, right? Real news. Oh, I don't make gosh. this up. Well, okay. These folks who have more money than you and I, and they've got the uh, mixologists. They've got the personal assistants. They've yeah. got the, tr- the personal trainers. Right. They've got the people that you know read books for them and then tell right. them what it was about. Right. Okay, and so I guess, you know, am I surprised that he has his own mixologist? No. Well, I- I'm curious. I mean, what does the mix... I know the mixologist makes drinks, but is this someone who just, whatever, wherever he goes, he's sort of tagging along just in case... Justin wants a drink or <laughs> I know right like I'm a little confused is this like uh, you know you used to just be a waiter at a diner right and you'd serve someone a cup of coffee but now you're you're a barista yes right and so um, I'm thinking that mixologist sounds a little bigger than maybe what the job entails. Well, I'm curious. I mean, does he do other things? I mean, for example, if he, if it's like in the morning and, you know, sometimes people uh, make orange juice from concentrate, like those frozen orange juice tubes that you can buy. Yes. Would he mix the water in the orange juice concentrate? <laughs> or would that just be not part of his job description? <laughs> there needs to be some, like, of the tequila involved somehow. Yeah, it has I to- don't know what I'm doing. Unless there's tequila in it. Well, it's just interesting because that's his job, and he just, I guess he just <laughs> follows him around all day just in case <laughs> he feels yeah, like that's, a break. That's exactly right. Like, surely he must have 
other things he does during the day to make himself useful. I mean, personal assistance makes sense to me. I mean, you know, if I'm just walking around or I'm in, uh, uh, like, oh, my God, I'm out of toilet paper, you know, go, please go run, get some to my personal assistant or something, you know? <laughs> I mean, that makes I mean, that makes sense. But to have someone, you know, whose job description is so narrow, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know. I love the idea that, yeah, his his skill set is so limited, right, that – uh, he, he's not. He holds no advanced degrees in fluid dynamics or chemistry. Maybe he has a doctor in philosophy. I don't know. <laughs> but but all he really knows how he 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 would be helpless. Yeah. If he didn't have a fully stocked bar at his disposal at all times. Well, the um, mixologist Buckingham said, "Quote: Justin acts as a bit of a launching pad. He trusts me. He's an expert in his field and me in mine." Oh wow. Mm-hmm. This sounds like he's he has Justin under his spell. It sounds like it. But, you know, so Justin Timberlake isn't the first one to do this. Uh, Sean Diddy Combs, you might know him as P. Diddy or Puff Daddy, created an ultra-premium tequila brand called De Leon. De Leon. It is not pronounced De Leon. Of course not. Which is a loyal following in Hollywood and U.S. music in, in, in the U.S. music industry. Wow. And, and so these, he had a mixologist? I didn't say if P. Diddy had one. Oh, but the fact that he, he came up with his own brand of tequila. Yeah, he has his own brand of tequila. I see what you're saying. And Justin, I think, just kicked it up a notch. So. Well, imagine this mixologist. Uh, you know, some people like uh, if you're uh, in an airplane, right, mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, the pregnant lady's uh, going into labor. The, like the waitress or the stewardess will come up on over the thing. Is there a doctor on the plane? Well, I think you're right. I'm a mixologist <laughs> and a midwife. <laughs> I do two things. But I just I like that this mixologist. He's always feeling cheated. Right? Yeah. On all these plane trips, there's always an emergency that in, involves a doctor. Right. Right. But n- there's never never seems to be. Um, drink emergency. Yes. I mean, worse comes to worse. I guess I'll just drink my tequila straight. <laughs> <laughs> like, imagine if they were like, um, you know, someone was like, sir, the um, first class is demanding a vodka and tonic. Yeah. But uh, we're out of tonic. <laughs> and then, like, mixologist, oh, oh, me. Right. And they were like, great. Okay. So here's the vodka. And he was like, so you're out of tonic? And they're like, yes. And he was like, oh, well. Well, no, the mixologist is good. It's like, well, I need a piece of wood. I need a, I need a, I need a, I need a match. I need a knife, and uh, and he does something. A teaspoon of baking soda, right? And he and he comes up with a substitute tonic. See now, now that's what I'm talking about right there. Our second story. On our very first show, we discussed a lawsuit that was filed last year in California. Oh. Some of the country's top-selling wines were believed to have arsenic levels up to five times the maximum amount the EPA allows in drinking water. (laughs) Yeah, California, man. And arsenic levels seemed to be worse the cheaper the wines were. Well, I remember this story. It actually concerned me because there was a, I mean, they're pretty high arsenic levels in these cheaper wines. Not that we're drinking these cheaper wines, but. We always drink cheaper wines. Theoretically, we could. Last week, a state judge dismissed the lawsuit. Yes! Judge John Shepard ruled Wednesday that the plaintiffs in the class action suit could not go forward because at least one of the wineries was covered under legal safeguards from Proposition 65. Which is? Proposition 65 requires businesses to put a clear and reasonable warning on their products if they contain certain chemicals that have been found to cause cancer or birth defects. 
So they put they just put a warning uh, sticker on their wine, and so voila, you can serve arsenic. I mean, I just love it that the the world is becoming the U.S. primarily is becoming so litigious that every product eventually is going to just show a, a picture of a dead person on it. <laughs> this could be you. Right. Well, I mean, look, you know, like the cigarette uh, boxes. Now you have to show graphic imagery on them, right, well, to dissuade <laughs> people from using these products, and it's like. You're drinking wine, man. What they should do is they should have on every wine bottle, on, on a small print on the wine bottle, it should say, don't drink this wine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this can kill you. But, you know, arsenic is, uh, I, you know, that they were found, according to the suit, arsenic levels were found to have up to 500% or more than it was considered the maximum uh, acceptable safe daily intake limit. Um, that seems like a lot of arsenic to me. I don't know. I mean, um, I don't, I mean, I try to get, not too much arsenic in my diet on a daily basis. <clears throat> Look, you can get more arsenic by eating a six-foot two-by-four of treated lumber. You, you're absolutely right. And so I've stopped gnawing <laughs> on wood. <laughs> I mean, look, you get, a, you get a splinter from one of these, you know, treated pieces of lumber. And all of a sudden, the like you know, the EPA wants to fly in and put you in a seclusion zone. Yeah, where are these stickers on the lumber that I buy? <laughs> it didn't say I shouldn't eat the board. They should have a pic. They should have a picture of a guy gnawing on a two by four with a line, a with, a, line. with a, like an arrow through it, saying "Don't do that." Because <laughs> I think that's what you're getting at. I think uh, you know we can uh, get a little protective of uh, you know how we. Uh, safeguard our lives maybe well i think so and and this arsenic uh they they said it was bad for you they said they said it was bad but what i was intrigued by when i was reading the news rundown at the beginning of this is what's changed to where now they're saying it's good well uh you know that was a little poetic license (laughs) (laughs) oh it's not that it's bad it's just been thrown out of court yeah it's just been thrown out of court oh it's not bad because it's just not not a sticker on there yeah this is not not bad Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, there's a sticker, meaning that we've warned you, so there you go. Is that common on wines, Mark? Arsenic stickers? No. <laughs> or just consume at your own risk, may contain peanuts sort of thing? Uh, well, uh, I think some wines are because uh, sometimes wines are are made with weird things, as we discussed in earlier shows. Oh, like, remember, most of them have like bone animal products like that, in them. Which is, you know, people don't realize that. Yeah. But so, few wines are vegetarian. But my friendly. belief is that uh, if you are worried about arsenic in your wine, don't. Because, quite simply, arsenic is a naturally occurring chemical. Absolutely. And, and anyone will tell you any naturally occurring chemical in your whatever is fine for you. I'll tell you what, I'd take a bottle of arsenic wine over a glass of water from Flint, Michigan any day. Well, that's right. Well, that's well, lead's naturally occurring, too, so sh- you shouldn't worry about that either. Ah, good, good. It's just all being overblown. <laughs> it's all being overblown. And then um, uh, arsenic's fine. and uh, Lead, to, fine, lead, as you just uh, said. Uranium. Uranium. Uh <laughs> Something tells me that's not uh, that's not going to make the list, Mark. But don't eat your food out of uh, plastic because that's not uh, organic. Oh my gosh! So that's that's so the it's rule just of thumb. so confusing the world today, Mark. Well, it's just well the wine fellers are making it simple for you. If it's on the peri- periodic chart, it's safe. If it's in a bottle of wine, it's safe. It's safe too. All right, what's next? Who doesn't love ice cream? Well, <laughs> what flavor of ice cream? Well, any ice cream, I guess. I mean, aside from those like myself who suffer from lactose intolerance. Oh, boy, do Not you. trying to overshare with our audience. 
But, oh, no, no. Uh, they need to know, Mark. You know, I told my wife on my very first date that I was lactose intolerant, by the way. And she still married you. That's right. And so that You were she, a lucky man. <laughs> <laughs> she probably didn't understand what it meant at first. It was a true story. And then, and then <laughs> she got her first. I thought, you know, I'm just going to get, you know, I don't get my faults out of the way. <laughs> you know, before we start going down all these dates and stuff, I'm just going to go Look, ahead and tell I you. I just my, need to set the record straight. I'm tell you my problems. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. I love how that's your worst problem. Yeah, we were at some nice restaurant in Raleigh, and uh, we were sitting across from each other, and and uh, <laughs> and you know the waitress is going over like what things we should get. Of course, some things have lactose, and some don't. And I said, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. can't eat that. Golly. Let me explain to you why. So she must have thought you were one of these. Uh, folks who had this, these crazy diets probably at well, first. No, I think people uh, find that endearing. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I guess uh, looking back on that, I guess I was kind of fortunate that I got a second date. But uh, <laughs> have you ever had the urge to eat ice cream and drink wine at the same time? Uh, yeah, actually, I was thinking about making a wine milkshake the other night. Exactly. Precisely. Have you ever felt like you have had to choose one over the other? Yeah, because sometimes you either have to eat the ice cream or drink the wine. Why not do both at the same time? Exactly. Wine. I'm on board here. Wine man. ice cream is here. That's awesome. A 60-year-old firm in New York called Mercer's Dairy recently invented this scrumptious dessert. The ice cream contains 5% alcohol, which allows you to drink without actually drinking. <laughs> <laughs> do you need to be tw 21 to buy it? Uh, yeah, Probably so. You do have to be 21 to buy it. Um, they have different flavors. Gosh, this is this not is this a totally niche market here, or is this? I mean, is, is there a did, who, did they discover through some you know testing and and market research that there was this untapped realm of? <laughs> I think some guy was eating his ice cream and he was drinking a bottle of wine and he passed out and the next morning he woke up and his wine <laughs> bottle had fallen into his ice cream and they're like, "What's this?" Like, it's, like <laughs> it's like that. Oh gosh, from one of these shows where he he's like. Um, I don't know if it was the Family Guy or what it was, Mark, but he's talking about, or no, it might have been Homer Simpson talking about, yeah, it was Homer, talking about this famous brew he'd never had before, right, and never found again, but it was the most delicious beverage he's, he's ever had, and it was called Skittlebrow. <laughs> <laughs> and he remembers it vividly. It was the beer with the fruity taste of Skittles. <laughs> And then the kids told him, Dad, you just you got drunk and mixed your Skittles in with your beer. Exactly. But so I, this I, is what's happened. Right, I wouldn't give this guy too many too much credit for what he did. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure someone has, you know, poured wine into their ice cream at some point in history. But he was the first, I guess, to market it or they okay, were. Okay, All right. So they have seven different flavors. They have chocolate Cabernet. Oh, red raspberry Chardonnay, peach white Zinfandel, cherry Merlot, port spiced. And the last one is Riesling. That could be good. I think so. I mean, uh, I would like to, uh, it's probably, you know, uh, this is very timely because we're getting to our kids' corner segment next. You know, yet it's probably kind of a dangerous thing to have this ice cream around the house if you have kids. Well, and to think, like, how much ice cream you'd have to eat to, you know, get to where you want to be. Well, <laughs> well, 5%, 5%, um, it's like a, uh, it's like a beer, I guess, like a low alcohol beer mm -hmm. kind of thing. But do you need to eat an entire, like. Well, it's per, vo per volume. So I guess if you drink 
or eat 12 ounces of ice cream with 5%, then that's uh, equivalent of having one Corona. I don't understand when, and, and this is saying a lot for me, right? You know, like, I don't understand why you wouldn't have time to do both. <laughs> to eat some ice cream at a different time than you're drinking your wine. It's like, it's like if you're, you've been drinking wine all evening and you're getting ready to sit down for your favorite next Netflix show and you want to eat something, but you don't necessarily want to stop drinking at the same time. So you'd get some of this ice cream. I don't know, Joe. I don't know if I agree. I mean, I think nowadays we all live busy lives. We're all juggling kids and life and and uh, <laughs> work schedules. And, and you know, sometimes, we, you know, if you're like me, you like to, you want to slim things down. You don't want to uh, do, you know, put too much on your yeah, plate. Yeah, but Mark, if you take... If you take that line of argument, mm-hmm. then pretty soon all the restaurants are just going to pre-blend all your alcohol and food entrees just so you can drink it on and out of a cup. Exactly. Well, when you're home, you should you know you could juice all your meals, which, you know, <laughs> actually, in another true story, when I was in uh, a graduate school, I bet uh, a friend that I could juice all my meals for two weeks. And, oh my goodness! And uh, I forgot what we bet, but uh, I would uh, for two weeks. I would. Oh, I do you remember now? But for two weeks, <laughs> I I would juice every, all my meals. We had bought a juicer. This is right when juicers were coming in, and I was really excited about it. And I think around day three, um, you know, my my GI system wasn't working so well, so uh, I had to stop that, and I lost the bet. But the point was, is that <laughs> is that is that you can do. I was able to really slim my life down. I was able to just like juice everything and really I liked the minimalist I aspect bet, of I, my life. I bet you uh, gained a lot of time. Was, I or did. did it did it offset the juicing time spent juicing? You may as well have just sat down and eat the meal eating the meal in it, it same amount of time. Well, I mean, yeah, it did take time to juice uh, to actually juice, you know, your hamburger or whatever it was you're eating. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and of course the bet that now I remember the bet that I lost that I had to wear the same outfit every day for 2 weeks, which was um <laughs> and and I couldn't tell anybody why. Uh, <laughs> Just have to show up to classes day after day wearing the same thing. But I thought that was kind of a fun thing. So <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I think um, uh, I think we'll order this ice cream and we'll maybe we'll try it and uh, on air and we'll uh, have a little tasting with our seven flavors. And if you're listening, uh, Mercer's wine uh, ice cream place, uh, please send us some care of uh, Mark and Joe uh, Winefellers at WHUP. And that's the news for this week. Find us online at thewinefellers.com and continue the discussion of these groundbreaking stories. This has been another exciting report from the Winefellers News Desk. You know what this music means, don't you? It's time for this week's Crazy Kids Corner. Come on, kids, and let's get crazy. Not an actual Crazy Kids Corner. Weinfellers, WHUP, and its affiliates neither condone nor promote the actual consumption of alcoholic beverages for anyone under the legal drinking age set forth by their respective municipalities, counties, states, or federal governing bodies. If you or someone you know is experiencing a drinking problem, please contact the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration National Helpline. This free, confidential, 24-7, 365-day-a-year service is provided to individuals and families facing substance abuse disorders. Visit samhsa.gov. Or call 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. For more information, this organization is not affiliated with Wine Bellers. Mark, get us started 
on this first. <laughs> well, the world's first. This is oh. any wine show in the world. Oh. I think this is their first show's kids segment in, in history. I think so. And I want to. I just want to give a shout out to the WHUP legal team for preparing that uh, statement for us. Yes, and I should say that you know, if any if any point that you were doing the kids' corner, crazy kids' corner segment, and you're feeling a little uncomfortable about what we're saying. Yes. Simply refer back to the disclaimer at the beginning of the segment, mm-hmm. and you'll feel that all is good. It'll uh, allay all of your fears. Because I'm told that if you do a disclaimer, you can pretty much do anything. We can say whatever we want to now, Mark. <laughs> right. Get us started. Okay. So this week's Kids Corner segment. Crazy Kids Corner Crazy segment. We've got to get used to this. I know. It's, uh, we already have one lined up for next week. So, awesome. So, you know, this is going to be a real thing. Are you being a sensible, forward-thinking parent if you allow your children to try or drink wine? Uh, this is, man, you are opening up Pandora's box here, Mark. The rule of thumb has been that you should allow your children to satisfy their curiosity about it, with a reason of, within reason, of course. Yeah, of course. So they'll be less likely to abuse alcohol later in life. You've heard this. I've heard this argument. You know, that way, when they try alcohol later, wine later, it's not a big deal. So you just have them drink a little bit while you're home. Absolutely. With, you know, with your pizza, with your cereal, mm-hmm. and then you know, then all is fine. Yeah. So, but is this really true? Do, do er, does early exposure promote responsible drinking or is it better to treat alcohol as a forbidden fruit, so to speak? Well, I, anecdotally, right, growing up in times have changed, but when I was growing up, there was this uh, belief, I'd say, among most people I, I knew and my parents and, and other parents, which was they'd point, they'd ask this question, right, and they'd point to Europe. Okay, exactly. and of course, uh, you know it's uh, mysterious. It's another continent. Yeah. It's uh, other cultures, <laughs> and so I don't know how true any it's of this weird was. land where yeah. kids drink <laughs> alcohol. Yeah, yeah. And, it's like, and, and they don't have they don't grow up with these same uh, issues mm. that you find here. This binge drinking, and well, it turns out that was all baloney. Well, and, and then <laughs> then I went traveled to Sweden mm-hmm. uh, in the darkness of winter. And, I mean, that's the only way they survive. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in France, you're like, I mean, you're right, that they don't regard alcohol as a vice. And I think it's been, you know, it's it's more of a custom uh, in the the French culture to drink wine. Uh, I think so. And and children will have a sip at the table. Uh, Presumably because of this attitude, the thought is that French teenagers and 20-somethings are far less prone to excessively drink uh, uh, relative to their American peers. Uh, I think so. Now, recently, this hasn't been the case. Oh, boy. There has been a sharp rise in binge drinking among French youth. What accounts for this upsurge? That's too bad. Well, for one thing, the truth of the matter is that early exposure has really not encouraged moderation in France. Jeez. I know. They're being exposed to it. Maybe they're not being exposed to it in the right way, Mark. (laughs) Right? uh, Like, uh, what would be the correct way, do you think? Well, maybe... Uh, you know, the parents have the wine with dinner, um, and the fact that the parents are, they already have a way that they want to teach these kids how to drink the wine. Okay. Right? Not too much, with food. Oh. And of course, anytime you tell your kid to do something a certain way, Right. Well, you you're in, you would know nothing of, of the subject, of so, course, as yeah. a parent. So they're rebelling against the parents. Yes, and it, they're not rebelling against the fact that they aren't haven't been exposed to wine, mm-hmm. but they've been told 
this is how you drink the wine. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an interesting culture when you rebel not by drinking wine, but by drinking wine differently. <laughs> I'll show them. Oh, I'm still going to drink this wine. You better believe it. Yeah. I'm going to drink it a little differently than my parents. Yeah, I'm not going to pair this with the food that it should go with. Oh, yes, yeah, right. Duck confit? No way. Mm-hmm. This this wine's going with uh, uh <laughs> Well, see what we're doing at the wine fellers when we have these pairings where we'll go to the the quickie mart and pair the wines with the the beef jerky. Yeah. See, uh, our kids are going to rebel. They're going <laughs> to eat, eat it with foie gras. That's right. right? Uh, yes, they're going to they're going to want a nice uh, filet mignon when they when they have their wine and they're going to say my parents didn't know what they were talking about. Is the best thing you can do to discourage binge drinking among youth is to make it look cool and popular as a parent? That might be. I mean, you know, you've always, you've always heard the story that if you didn't want your kids to drink, you'd make them smoke uh, a pack of cigarettes. And or then if you get, didn't want them to smoke. I'm sorry, you didn't want them to smoke. You, you, you uh, make them smoke a pack of cigarettes and they get sick and they was, mm-hmm. wouldn't want to smoke. Is that is that what's going on? Hey, that people have done that before. So alcoholism has long been a major public health problem in France. The bottom line is that seemingly more the more enlightened French approach hasn't actually produced healthier drinking habits. Sake bleu. So according to addiction specialists, the earlier in life that a person starts drinking, the more likely the person is to develop a period of alcohol dependence. So if you start drinking at 13 or 14, you're up to nine times more likely to have alcohol dependence as opposed to if you start drinking at age 21. Okay, I don't buy any of that right there. Really? Yeah, because look, alcohol, so you're talking about alcohol dependence, okay? Mm-hmm. Look who we are as, as a species. I'm listening. We're humans, mm-hmm. right? You're born dependent on alcohol. I haven't heard that <laughs> argument. I mean, look at ha, look at everything around us. Mm-hmm. It's built with alcohol in mind. Well, but that this is uh, it's it's. I'm not our, sure. Our planet is over ninety percent by volume water. Our bodies the same. What <laughs> is alcohol? Mostly water. Well, I close. I rest my case. Joe, Mark. you've obviously done your homework. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's checking checking mate. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that, so, Mark. Sorry to, to drop that knowledge on you right there. Right, but I guess the only way it counters that you know, 99.9 percent of our human evolution we probably didn't have access to alcohol, as far as I know. Yeah, but look, okay, hear me out. I'm, I'll be a little more serious okay. now with this one. Okay. So the thought goes like this, Mark, uh, that there were times when drinking the water uh, could get you killed. Okay, this is hundreds of years ago. And so this is after the invention of alcohol. And then if you drank that same dirty water with some alcohol in it, well, it killed all uh, most of the bad stuff. And then you could drink this. And so here's the thing, Mm. is that uh, those individuals who were intolerant of alcohol, their bodies just rejected it. They maybe were allergic to it. They they didn't uh, prefer the taste. It just was something their bodies couldn't process. Even that's, that's interesting. That over time, that's interesting. Th- those people failed to produce more off- viable offspring than those right, who didn't right. have these problems with alcohol. And so, therefore, in some ways, it, we've co-evolved with these alcohol-producing yeast. Well, that's an interesting theory. I mean, uh, you're absolutely right. There are uh, periods of time in our history where drinking water would kill you, mm-hmm. yet if you just would uh, brew the water, so to speak, and yep. drink uh, beer or meat or whatever it was, you'd actually live because uh, that process, uh, the biochemical process, would kill all the, the bad 
mm-hmm. and stuff in your in your in your water, and maybe those people would. Uh, on average, <laughs> on average, right? produce more over time. Over time, now typically evolution takes you know a little, a little bit longer than a than a century or something. But <laughs> but I see where you're coming from, and maybe this is just. Uh, um, I think you're on. <laughs> and so <laughs> that that's my that is my argument for why, in some ways, you know, we're all addicted to alcohol. You know, that's an overstatement there, right? That's but right. in some ways, we are. Uh, if you're alive today, that's right. Then then you have a predisposition. For this, be- this, this, out al- these alcoholic beverages because it's in your DNA. So instead of condemning alcohol, maybe we should all praise alcohol for once. For once, Mark. That's right. Well, I think that that's great. And uh, if uh, anyone uh, ha- wants to challenge uh, this view of the uh, evolutionary reason <laughs> that we uh, drink alcohol, by all <laughs> means, please keep it to yourself, <laughs> Mark. I was I was getting so excited <laughs> that in the middle of this heated debate, I realized that. We're in the kooky, crazy kids' corner segment. Yes, this is the, <laughs> I forgot where we were. This is the crazy kids. This is we're in the crazy. Ki- if you if you're just tuning into the Weinfellers, we're this is our very first crazy kids' corner and the world's <laughs> first wine show to have a kids' segment. I think it's an important thing to be asking and talking about these very uh, things with your kids if you if you have children. That's right. I mean, now, granted, like you said. We had a disclaimer at the beginning. If this is something you find offensive or strongly disagree with, we respect those opinions. But you can just simply turn off the radio. That's right. Uh, or just bring the whole family around the radio. And this is what the Weinfellers, this is what we're designed this to do. This is what we want. This we're is, a family program. We want to engage uh, families, parents, children, and just get people talking about this. Now, now there will be some more more lighthearted fun aspects to the crazy kids corner but we just want to have just a start off with a nice topic of just kids drinking wine (laughs) great yeah oh the the phone is ringing i see the flashers all of a sudden lighting up here again if there's a problem listen to the disclaimer (laughs) i think that uh that one of some of the things i'm excited about the few the the prospects of this crazy kids corner tell them about the uh the episode that we were going to have coming up with our Crazy Kids Corner. Well, is this uh, okay? So look, um, you you want to begin developing uh, a palate, right, at a young age. That's right. It really is helpful if you you really do become better at tasting wine if you can uh, develop a, pal- a palate much yes. earlier on. And that's it, there's it really is true. And, I mean, and just like you would, for example, um, uh, I have a, a young daughter and, and two older ones that are since uh, grown up in some sense, but uh, <laughs> not in others. But what you do with your kids when you start introducing solid foods to them is you, you, you might just feed them what you're making for dinner. That's right. right? So that you, you start acclimating their taste buds to the flavors out in the world. And so um, <clears throat> you don't want to maybe uh, shun certain foods because you might not like them, mm-hmm. right? You want to introduce these kids to all the flavors of the foods that you can find out in the world because it, it, there have been studies on it. Mm-hmm. I've read them. It, it shows that years later they have a more sensitive palate That's right. and can develop a much greater appreciation more. for different foods. Cultures, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. it goes that far. Cuisines, exactly. I think so, and so I think uh, you know. So, a, a next show or a show coming up, we're going to have uh, 
uh, <laughs> child uh, tried different juice boxes. Well, and, yes. And, and, and uh, not to give everything away, but, uh, you know, just to see if there's a discriminating, uh, discriminating t- uh, palate at that age for uh, g- uh, grape-based uh, drinks. Yeah, it, exactly. You know, what do you want to – it's spring break, obviously, right, right now. Mm-hmm. This is a great time to uh, kind of reassess – Right, the kids are home. You've got the time to think about. Hey, you know, um, do we want to add this into our enrichment activities, so to speak? Right. That's right. Um, you know, uh, when I'm when I start packing the school lunches next week, mm-hmm. I, sh- I I should probably be thinking about. Hey, would a white grape juice or maybe a, a red Welch's exactly. go better with, with this their, bologna with, sandwich or their fruit roll up and have the yeah. kid reason through that and think what would be best uh, uh, a juice box to have given the meal they're being served uh, at lunch and then that way they can uh, explain what they've how they've made that decision uh, to all their friends and then uh, of course get beat up stay tuned we've got some exciting pairings coming up thank you mark thank you but now my favorite segment of the week your good fellers, Mark and Joe, explore the and exciting wine, world of tasting and pairing wine. And, wine, and remember, we're always on the lookout for suggestions wine, from y'all. you. So let's pop the cork right now on this week's episode of The Wine Fellers. I do. Do we have a <laughs> wonderful wine tasting pairing event in store for you today? Oh, we certainly do. We are so glad you're here with us. The phones are ringing off the hook. I think Brenda's got it managed in the office right now. I think so. <laughs> but, but, but you know, we, we got through the Crazy Kids Corner. We're moving on to just a fantastic tasting. We're glad everyone... The lovers and the haters are on the air with us today. Yes, right and now. hold on to your calls. For, uh, you know, we're, we're, you know, I don't know if we'll get to them today. I don't know, but we just have a lot going on. <clears throat> so, um, this is our wine uh, tasting pairing event, and, and, and for the for today, we get this question. If you if you know uh, uh, Joe and I, we get this question quite a bit. And this question we get is um, often, "What is the best white wine to buy if you happen to find yourself at Walgreens on Highway 7? This is a perfect <clears throat> example of local community programming really serving the people here in Hillsboro. That's right. And if you don't know where Walgreens on Highway 70 is, just north of the uh, Jay's Chicken Shack, mm-hmm. and uh, and it went in a few years ago. It's up on the hill there. It's very nice. And this is this is a perfect place to stop and pick up some nice wines on the way home. Let's say if you're heading home to Eflin. Obviously, if you're heading towards Durham, you're going to probably stop at the Food Lion uh, down at Saint, the corner of St. Mary's. But if you happen to be westbound on Business 70, right, right, if you if you miss that Walgreens, mm-hmm. Guess what your next option is? What? It's going to be the Eflind supermarket. Wow, that's terrible. So, yeah. well, hey, come on. Yeah, I've been in there. It's okay, but I'm I'm it's, telling it's you, far away. It, and I'll tell you what, uh, it's expensive. Yeah. And um, and stay away from the produce section. So, okay. So if you're <laughs> so if you're uh, like Joe and I, and you're heading westbound on seventy, and you uh, are, are, uh, want to try some nice wine, your 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 options are very limited. I'm here to help you out. We're yeah, here. You're to help in, you you're out. in luck. There are there there are great options available. You're going to hear about them all so, right now. So I picked out uh, uh, three wines from Walgreens. Uh, a nice 
uh, some nice spring and summery wines with not too much arsenic in it. Um, <laughs> I think I've looked pretty cool today while I was at Walgreens and I was checking out you know, uh, with the, the lady there. I think I received mostly positive and affirming looks from the line that was behind me. For you, that's saying mm-hmm. something, Mark. It is. I think people were looking and like, what wine was the wine feller buying from Walgreens? Oh, like, I'm sure know. that was exactly what they were thinking. <laughs> pretty sure they were. Why is this guy buying two bottles and a box of wine? Uh, that's right. One is actually two bottles and a box. They're all white wines. So if you want to know, you know, they're red wines at Walgreens too, but if you want to know which white wines to buy at Walgreens, we are going to consider this riddle solved. <laughs> and a riddle it is. It is. Which one are we starting with, Mark? All right, the first wine we're going to try. This is Barefoot Pinot Grigio. Mm. Pinot Grigio is an Italian grape. It's a non-vintage wine. Uh, it was on sale for five ninety nine. Good price. Hand me your cup there, Mark. I'll I'll fill it up as oh, well. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Here we that. go. Now today, in, in all you know, all these wines you can find there. Of course, everything that we're pairing with a wine, well, you can find at Walgreens too. So I wanted to make sure that it was like a one stop for you. You didn't have to, uh, you know, do two. You don't want to stop at another place and get a pairing for your barefoot. That's very you know, thoughtful Grigio. of you, Mark. So, what are we pairing with the barefoot? So we're pairing with uh, a. Um, I thought. I thought the Pinot Ooh. Grigio go well with tropical starburst. I see this here. They, these are not the typical starburst flavors, or are they? No. I thought oh. with a wine like this, I thought we wanted to... Which color? You got an orange one? I got an orange one. I'm going to go with a uh, pink one here. Yeah, that's good. So, mm, so try your uh, starburst, and then have a sip of your uh, barefoot Pinot Grigio. Just like a strawberry flavor. Mm, wow. I'm going to be honest with you. Mm. What? That is a good Starburst. What about the wine? <laughs> How's the wine taste? That's an important thing. Right, I'm going to try it with this here. Oh, man, it just takes a while. Yeah, it takes a while. Work through this Starburst. You know, if those are just starting your own radio program, mm. Starbursts are probably not the best thing to eat while you're mm. on the air. Oh. <laughs> All right, here comes the wine, Mark. Mmm. All right, so this uh, mm, that, that's not good. No, so this this uh, Pinot mm. Grigio seems oh my gosh, maybe a little sweeter than most. Um, in fact, it doesn't really taste like wine at all. The wine it tastes like um, if, if a flip flop caught fire. <laughs> that's what I'm gonna get. <laughs> sure. the, the, it's sad when the Starburst <laughs> is infinitely more delicious than yeah. the wine. If you if you're walking around had a flip flop blowout and caught on fire. Hey, that, that's why it's called taste. barefoot wine, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> the right. flip-flop is gone. Yeah. It caught fire, and they made a drink out of it. Yeah, that's the the foot you see on the label is the foot it tastes like. So It, it really does have that. Wait a minute. Are they calling it barefoot wine because they st- of the image of stomping grapes with your bare feet? Or is it yeah. more of like a, a vacation image of on the beach barefoot i mean they may as well just call it like sandy pants wine <laughs> no i think they're just I, going, mean, <laughs> I think i think i think they're probably going after off a, a wine review no no offense barefoot uh, wine they they i don't want to talk too badly about it. they make some wonderful wines no they don't and so <laughs> they should have gone with a critter mark <laughs> they need the critters of a they foot. misread the they should not formula. put a foot on a label you don't go with the body part so to me this tastes like uh welch's kind of a white White uh, grape juice that didn't ferment for very long. I think it was just, uh, I don't know what percent. You know what I'm going to say? This is probably a perfect example. Again, going back to some of our first segments Mm -hmm. regarding prison wine and how you can brew your own wine in prison. That's right. With a bag in in your commode. That's right. Using nothing but grape juice and bread. 
and some and sugar packets, yeah. and you're done. This, yeah. this, I think, w- would be a nice prison wine. Yeah. If your prison wine came out tasting like this, you know, you could say to yourself, I did a pretty good job. So the one issue with this is that if you look on the label, it says gold medal winner. <laughs> it does happen. <laughs> 2014 San Francisco Chronicle Wine Competition. I am very curious about this wine competition. I don't know um, how many people were in the running or <laughs> who was judging. They just held it themselves, their own private wine competition. Makes me a little suspicious, but uh, be that as it may, I think uh, it did win a gold medal, sure. Um, <laughs> so, so, you know, one thing, this wine is a little acidic. and, and, oh, and it's way too acidic. And, and uh, not to, uh, you know, I'm trying not to overshare. You know, I, t- I told you about my um, lactose intolerance, so I might as well just get everything, oh, Mark, all my medical don't, problems don't. out in the open now, oh, is that geez. I have a little bit of acid reflux. And this doesn't really help uh, that. <laughs> and you're a wine lover. I know, I am. But this, you know. Thank goodness you weren't like um, a milk lover. Well, I didn't share. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I, you That'd know, be I, horrible if you ate this ice cream. Then you'd have the the lactose and the acidic wine. Yes, but now they make soy milk and almond milk and that kind of thing, so it's not so bad. All right, but uh, no, I didn't share with my wife my uh, acid reflux. I thought that I, sh- you know, wh- ha- you were holding back, weren't you? Yeah, to save something. you. You were like, I, j- I, can- I gotta let this these cats out of the bag slowly. You have to save something for one the, at a time. Save something for the second date. So <laughs> uh, I get kind of a. Uh, it's really it's kind of a it's a sweetness to it. It's a real simple wine. It's kind of a sugary, syrupy wine. I can't recommend it. I'm sorry. So out of one Not out of all. five, one. Uh, well, just look at their gold labels. It just has one star on it. They've yeah. already done it for us. <laughs> it's <laughs> a one star. Maybe wine. that's what they meant. So it's it's one star. Uh, <laughs> sorry guys. Uh, EJ uh, Ernest and Julio Gallo Winery makes this wine, I believe. So. Uh, I'm sure they make some wonderful wines. Just uh, yeah, walk just, right past you know, it in Walgreens. If you're, if you're at Walgreens, you know, put it down. I think we're going to get to some wines that you might like better. What's next? All right. So now uh, I'll have you pour the uh, next ones for us. Oh, uh, yeah. While I discuss uh, it. My stomach kind of hurts after drinking that last that. wine. Well, well this will hopefully make things better. Now we're going to talk what about- What do we got? David Stone Moscato. Interesting thing Ooh. is, my grandfather's name was David Stone. No relation. Yeah, right. No, really, he was. Oh, and, was it? Yeah. And oh. so- um. David Stone Moscato. This is an Italian grape. A Moscato is. Um, and t- so we are pairing this wine with, uh, I thought this, you know, I have to pair it with something I can find at Walgreens. And I thought, uh, what better to here's pair Moscato with? You. Wow, pair, this is a very sweet smelling wine. Yeah, here. it's very. To uh, pair Moscato with uh, then a uh, Wildberry Skittles. Not the regular Skittles, Wildberry Skittles, because at the wine fellows, we would like to kick it up a notch and do things that other people aren't doing. Anyone could pair it with regular old Skittles. Breaking on through. Oh, yeah, I see this. Wild Berry. So uh, let's uh, try. Uh, first, maybe. Just tr- spill some out on the table here. here so I can uh, grab some. There you go. Just I'll pour some in your yeah, in there. And then these are Skittles. Whoop, whoop, whoop. We got a runner. Uh, oh, sorry, Bob. Uh, I'm sure the cleaning crew can get that. Mm, this is really. Mm, oh, nice. these great ones are good. Mm, this gave us some. I'm going to mix the green one in with my grape one. Now, which one's my Moscato? No, not that. The one over here. Right. So. Very sweet. um, I think this wine is going to overpower the sweetness of the Skittles. Wow, that's sweet. Let me try mine. So this is like sugary sweet, maybe like a little bit of fizz on it, maybe? Oh, this smells just horrendous. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh, this is like a cleaning product in and of itself, Mark. Oh, jeez. I'm not feeling too good because the last wine option you have there is in a box. So this one's also by E.J. Gallo Winery. They seem to have a monopoly, I guess, at Walgreens. 
Uh, this one. Oh, that tastes like an airliner. Uh, yeah. Oh, like that, like the smell <laughs> of a of a, like a jet, a crowded jet. <laughs> if you could bottle that. <laughs> Yeah, I think you're right. If you, you know uh, what I'm saying yeah, if you're on a if you're on a crowded jet and it's before you know, but you know, so for some reason before you they take off, they turn off all the air. They yes. don't have the air running. You have that reason, few minutes where it's just unbearable. The air is just not running during that period, <sighs> and you're sitting in the back row. It's bad, and uh, that's sort of the. If you, it's not only bottling the smell, but it's just bottling the whole entire horrible experience. <laughs> Sitting on the runway, you can't escape. You know, yeah. you can't just leave if you want to. Yeah, you're, you're sitting on the runway for three hours, and they. Uh, you're standing there with this glass of Moscato in your hand, and, and you have to drink it. And you can't get off the plane because they've they've lost the stairs. And you are on this ride for the until the bitter end. Yeah, this is bad. So this one was on also on sale. So the price is right. So for it's for four ninety nine. Four ninety nine. All a, right. That's a, that's What's a, the alcohol percentage in something like this, Mark? Uh, the alcohol percentage in this uh, David Stone Moscato. Happens to be eleven uh, percent, and that's low, mm. actually, for wine. It's a weak wine, and um, and so um, it's it's. I, can't, I wish I could recommend this one, but I guess it's, I'm gonna. Have there's to. some buttery, nutty flavors to it. More maybe on the rancid side of the butter. But the thing is, Joe, is that all the hip hop artists nowadays, that's what they're drinking. Everybody's drinking Moscato. Oh, Mark, that reminds me. Because I wanted to um, pour a little out for my homies. Okay. And I'm, I've dropped some Skittles in here. All right. And I'm just going to. I'm feeling, uh, you know, feeling the groove here. And I'm just going to kind of, you know how they do it? They just, you just kind of close your eyes. Yeah. yeah. You just kind of turn to the side and you just dump some. Oh. oh. You shouldn't have poured it on. Oh, there. shoot. You just poured it on oh. the board. Hold on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. I think you poured some wine on the. Uh... I accidentally got some on the board, Mark. Um. Oh, I think no, it's just no, on no, that no, channel. No, 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 no. Just, why did I do this? Just turn the first channel on. Hold on. Yeah, just turn the first channel. Well, well, it's mainly on the first channel. Give me that other mic over there. There you go. I'm going to see if I can switch over to channel yeah. two. Oh my gosh, there this go. is bad, 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 bad. Is go. that? Oh my gosh. Perfect. And man, these things are made like tanks. You spill, <laughs> oh. spill a little wine on channel one, right. and then you're ready to go right on channel three again. Right. So, you know, whatever. So, management, just get to that when you get a chance. Cause yeah. Bob, if you're listening, you should probably have someone take a look at that. But I think we have another board in the other room, so all good. Perfect. Jeez. Gosh, my heart is racing uh, right now, so Mark. Don't worry about it. Holy smokes. I think we bought that board used anyways. I can't believe that just going to channel three fixed that. I know. We just don't <laughs> use that amazing. channel. Wow, this is really a testament for these boards yeah, here. Awesome. Okay, um, so this wine, the Moscato. Uh, so, oh man. So Moscato, yeah, this is like the hip wine to drink nowadays. Don't look if you all pour some out for your fallen hom- uh, comrades, yeah, homies. Just look where you're pouring. Yeah, yeah, you know, we do like to practice safe pour pour here at yeah. the wine fellers. We do. So, in the 2005 song "Lighters Up" by Lil Kim. She said, still over in Brazil, sipping Moscato. Oh, dude. You need hold to turn on. that off. Hold on. <laughs> you, you must have it's forgot, though. So I'm take I'm going to take it back to the block, yo. In 2009, <laughs> Do It Now by Drake said, it's a celebration, clap, clap, bravo, lobster and shrimp, and a glass of Moscato. Oh, so it's a thing. That's what I'm telling you. 2009, Make Her Feel Good by Tierra Mari featuring... Mm-hmm. It's Kanye West. It's not Kanye, I found out. It's Kanye. And Jay-Z. What 
well, sorry, we do whatever, hypno, Chris, though, I mean, whatever, Sakuro, Moscato, do mm. taste better. What is Sakuro? Not sure. Maybe it's um, just a word to kind of fill in there. And then 2010, Pretty Boy Swag, Swag by Soldier Boy featuring Gucci Man, Man, Man. Sure, yeah. This right here is my new Lambo, yellow on black and the yellow for D'Onto. Pull up with a yellow bone <sighs> sipping on Moscato. I'm sorry. Let me just, I'm trying to mop up this oh, mess here on the board. You're all good. Okay. It's so, just kind of coming and going there. Don't worry. All right. Don't worry about it all. And then the last one is It's So Chardonnay. <laughs> it's a Chardonnay. Oh, that's right. I pronounced it wrong. <laughs> it's It's a Chardonnay. <laughs> look, what, oh, look. It even has a, pr- a print. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what they meant. I couldn't figure out what they meant. It's. It's a Chardonnay. Oh, it's so Chardonnay. But that's how you meant to pronounce it. It's a Chardonnay. So oh, my God. It's I-T-S-O Chardonnay. It's I-T apostrophe S-O. Right. It's in a box. Chardonnay. So I'm going to- uh, This is this Moscato, Mark. I just can't bear to finish this. This is in a box. So I'm going to pour it uh, in, in the uh, in uh, wine. It's a small box. It's probably the size of, you know, like a, a half a lunch pail. Um, careful there, Mark. We don't want to spill any more on the board here. So I, so I got this also at Walgreens. At Walgreens. This is a... If you're just joining us at the Wine Fellows... This smells so bad, Mark. Well, if you're just joining us at the Wine Fellows, we're doing a special uh. wine tasting event. These are all white wines that you can find at Walgreens. Um, and so... Look, let me just say, while you're there at Walgreens buying these wines, I, it doesn't matter which one you buy. When you buy it, just get a pack of Advil while you're at it because I already have a splitting headache from these things. Oh, I don't think so. This is horrible, Mark. This truly is uh, harking back to the early days of the Winefellers where it was basically these segments boiled down to what will Joe drink and eat today? (laughs) So the It's a Chardonnay non-vintage wine in a box. It was also on sale for $90.99. It was paired Oh, (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) This wine is being paired with uh, Lance. Oh, my gosh. uh, Nabs, pack of Nabs. Which you can also get. At, that is uh, so bad, Mark. Well, just open up your pack of nabs. Okay. I haven't tried it yet. Oh, my gosh. I need to eat. <laughs> these are the orange peanut butter nabs. You oh, can see. God. You can look at these, Mark, and tell they've been sitting in that store for months. Look how faded the orange is. This wine really It is, is so bad. Terrible. It is just awful. Now, Mark, we do have a one-minute countdown here. Oh, so I, I think... Uh, well, if we gave the other ones one bottle cap, I guess we have to give this one. I guess we have to give this one no, uh, no bottle cap. No bottle caps. I and guess. these nabs. I'm sorry, I love some nabs. Not good nabs. These are either. the oldest, stalest nabs. <laughs> so that I have. So they're not going through the nabs very quick at uh, at Walgreens, and that's something for they should maybe know if about. If you're there, maybe just pick up a couple packs and throw them away. So to, try and move the <laughs> move the, move the inventory through. Get some fresh ones in there. So quick to quickly recap: If you find yourself at Walgreens. And uh, in your, you're, you're traveling westbound on 70, and you need some wine, and you want to know which wine to pick up. Uh, I, I, I came up with three Ooh. three selections. Oh. Barefoot Pinot Grigio, David Stone Moscato, and uh, it's a Chardonnay, non-vintage, wine in box. And what I would say is <laughs> that you... Uh, I was <laughs> look. I'm breaking out into sweats right now, <laughs> I said, Mark. I said so. Originally, I turned down the first one, Barefoot Pinot Grigio, because I thought uh, it was, I turned it down. I that was, it was by far the best one <laughs> in the end. I thought I thought that was undrinkable, but in retrospect, that's the best one. Yeah, because we basically had started with the burnt flip flop. 
moving on to the bottled jetliner cabin smell and on to I don't know what the box is. It's so Chardonnay. I can't even tell you what this is. I mean, it seriously does not taste like wine. It's almost like um, this should be a product. Tastes like the box of wine's in. That's all I know. It's the product. It's like um, this is the poor man's epicac. It's truly terrible. I mean, it's horrible. Don't get the it's so Chardonnay, please. I I, just don't. No, I'm like, I'm concerned like uh, this is like i'm drinking oh, poison like i'm really sweating really badly right now <laughs> that was re- something and, is- and we're not kidding this is that's bad stuff so do you want to drink something that tastes like a foot or something that tastes like an airplane so that's uh, up to you you heard it today thanks mark you've been listening to another exciting episode of the wine fellers north carolina's only fine wine radio program And I've had such a great time today, Mark. Me too, Joe. But the good news is is that the fun can continue online. (laughs) You're absolutely right. Visit us online at thewinefellers.com, where you can learn more about today's program and listen to previous shows. See you next week. Songs and melodies change and change and sway, but they still stay the same. The songs that we sung when the dark days come are the songs that we sung when we chased them away. If I ever found a pot of gold, I'd buy bottles untold of the nectar of the vines, cause I'm gonna die. With a twinkle in my eye Cause I sang songs, spun stories Love, laughed and drank wine Tomorrow is another day The cats are out to play, to play That old rusty spaceship wants to sail Into the Milky Way again On a river of red, red wine Beautiful.
good evening.